0: Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by The Brewer's Kettle. We are super excited to have these guys on as a sponsor. As you well know if you listen to any of our previous podcasts, this is where we we do most of our recordings live at The Brewer's Kettle. Uh, They have locations in High Point, Clemens, Kernersville, Lexington, and Wilmington. Five locations throughout this great state of North Carolina. Great owners, great staff not only do they carry the best beer but they carry the best wine and cigars as well too so something for everyone if you need some recommendations swing on by the owners and staff are knowledgeable awesome people it's where i shop when i am not out at different breweries across the state they have always treated me right and i know they'll treat you right as well too so thank you brewer's kettle for sponsoring this episode and uh drink up cheers y'all Hey, everybody, check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Good. All right, we're recording. Beer was never meant to be bougie. (laughs) Stop it. No.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's sour, sometimes it's sweet. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're recording. All right. Hey, everybody, we are back at it again. We are live here at the Brewers Kettle here in High Point. I am with the man, the myth, the absolute legend, Jamie doom the man (laughs) stop it no no it is it is absolutely true uh i texted david and i said hey man i'm gonna be recording somebody be there around two o'clock he said yeah and i said hey i'm gonna have Jamie up there and he was like from southern pines and i said yes and he was like man awesome so anytime you come around i know i get excited (laughs) i know he gets excited heck all your accounts should be excited anytime you come around because uh, it's a treat. We don't we don't see you uh, around here in our, our neck of the woods too much. Because obviously, you know, you're down in Southern Pines, North Carolina. But uh, again, always a treat, and I appreciate you coming up here and uh, to the big city of High Point to uh, to be on our podcast.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. First of all, that's that's a quite an introduction, and I'm sure if everyone saw me a lot more, they wouldn't feel that way. So I try to try to not overstay my welcome anywhere. But yeah, thanks so much for having me. You know, I've kind of known. What you guys have been doing with uh, Carolina Beer Pride, with all your merchandise and everything. And I'm super happy to uh, kind of be on this podcast and the, this iteration of everything that's going on. Thank you. Yeah,
0: man. And uh, you, you always got to keep your audience wanting more. So, yeah. you know, you got to you kind of come in, come
1: out, be like, oh, exactly. Jamie was just exactly. here. You just yeah. missed him. I, I try not to. Like I said, I try to give everyone just a little taste because, yeah, uh, I'm a lot, so too much is, is way too much.
0: No, for me, it's not. <laughs> for everybody else, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, and then you brought gifts, which, thank you so much, man, that's awesome. I love, love the mug. Uh, you brought some beers, some T-shirts, and stuff like that. So thank you so much. I feel like a sure because I'm I came empty-handed. Um, so next time. <laughs> one I day see I you, have
1: a Carolina Beer Pride T-shirt. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I swear to God that I gave you one, and I almost you texted you, you and have. I was like, Have I given you one? I, think I you have. You
1: one. I don't know where I have it, but yeah. it's probably like in the dog bed somewhere, or no, you used no, no, it no. to like never clean it. the dog crap I, off the bottom I of your shoe. I think it's one of those things where I saw you at a. Uh, festival and you gave it to me and I promptly left it where and you're like, I what is this crap yeah and you left it I, I have a very bad short-term memory for a variety <laughs> of reasons so.
0: Well hey you know I mean it is what it is and you know, I'm not going to fault you for it. So next time I see you, yes. I'll bring you a shirt. And you'll be like, oh, man, I don't have one of these. Yes. This is the first time you give me a shirt. <laughs> It'll be perfect.
1: I have to go put it right in my car. That's It'll right. Be okay.
0: this, this way you can check, it, uh, check your oil with it.
1: Yes. Well, I'm totally going wear it. I'm totally going to wear it. I have a lot of just uh, unbranded, and you know, Southern Pines branded, North Carolina beer shirts and I'm kind of into that so I collect t-shirts as well so
0: well good deal well hopefully I can make it into your collection definitely awesome all (laughs) right so first question first things first dying to know I've always wanted to know I'm sure I'm not the only person who wanted to know is your name really Jamie Doom
1: (laughs) is Doom really the last name I mean yes that is actually my last name that is amazing I I will show you my license yes because we need proof yes
0: that is awesome. That's,
1: and people, a lot of times I've, you know, been hanging out with people or at parties or whatever. It's like, why do you call yourself Jamie Doom? I'm like, well, that's, that's Because that's, my
0: that's name. actually my name. Yes, that's
1: <laughs> my name. So That is yeah. awesome. I saw the license. So it's James. Or do yes, you go by Jamie? J- James. And, uh, you know, when I was getting ready to go to uh, college, my dad was like, you know, you can choose whether you want to be James or Jamie. I've always been called Jamie. Uh, my grandfather was a James. And so uh, I was like, yeah, I think I'm a Jamie. So I stuck with that. Um, so was James a family name? Um, yes. Uh, I was named after my grandfather on my mom's side. So I, my name is James Stewart Doom, and he was a James Stewart uh, Scottish guy. I was born in Edinburgh. Really? So you weren't even born in the United States? No, no. My mom's side of the family is Scottish. So I, I was, did not know that. Yes. I, uh, we moved to Asheville when I was only two months old, so I've been in North Carolina ever since. (laughs) Dang,
0: that's crazy. So did you have to, like, apply to be a citizen and all that stuff? No, I have dual
1: citizenship. Okay. Yeah. Even cooler. Yeah, that's cool. So
0: when all this COVID junk's
1: over, guess where we're going? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've only been back over to Scotland a couple times, and I still have family over there. I have a lot more family that live in England now, but um, it's a beautiful place, and I think it's always a place that's kind of calling to me. It's a lot of people who look like me, like... uh, Big bald like good red bearded dudes with yeah. beer guts uh all over Scotland. So that's awesome. Let's kinda blend in there. Do you have right? a kill? Um, I, not one that fits me anymore. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. but when you go, you'll get one. Yeah, you'll sure. get fitted for yes. one. Yeah. Those are so expensive. Bagpipes. Yeah. Do you play the bagpipes? <laughs> I do not. There was a guy uh, growing up in my church that uh, played the bagpipes. and That's awesome. Uh, my mom used to make me uh, march around in the living room when I was like, I don't know, four or five years old with like a yardstick over my shoulder listening listen to Scotland the Brave. And now I'd absolutely just despise bagpipes. Like oh, annoying so she sound ruined it for you. She really did. Thanks a lot, Mom. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> those are the coolest sounding. That, I mean, for somebody who wasn't forced to march around the room at four right. years old and listen to it, I always liked the sound of bagpipes. I liked
1: them in really small doses. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, i it singing at the parades when I was growing up. You'd always have, like, the bagpipes yeah. and walking down the street. It's like,
1: that's really cool. A brief 10 minutes of bagpipes is great. Yeah, and that's all you need. You're, you're, you're yeah, good. Yeah, you're good for, like, another year.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. See, so the, the, the legend keeps growing. I did not know you were of Scottish descent. You've been back a couple of years. I mean, when you went back, did you do any tours of anything like distilleries, any whiskey places or I've anything only like gone that, back,
1: or? I've only gone back for work. Uh, really? I worked on boats for 10 years. I uh, was a marine acoustician, and so we would be working like, uh, basically, I was doing environmental oversight when they are looking for oil in oceans around the world, and we did some work in the North Sea. So. Gotcha. So, like oil, oil to drill, not oil to clean up. Yeah. It was like, uh, I was the environmental oversight, yeah, to make sure they were um, using seismic air cannons which kind of fire at the same uh, frequency as dolphins and whales. And I was there making sure if, like, mammals, predicted species, got too close to the vessel, we'd shut the operations down. Gotcha, gotcha. um, So we did a lot of work in the North Sea. So I worked out of Norway and and, uh, Scotland a lot. And that's a really long time. I haven't been ever just to, like, hang out. Just to hang out and visit family and
0: stuff like that. Wow. That's crazy. So, I mean, you literally are a world traveler. (laughs)
1: I've gotten to travel a lot in my life, and I kind of made that a priority, like – you know, when I was graduating from college, my dad was like, you can settle down and buy a house and buy some cool stuff, or you can use your money to travel and see the world. And at the end of your life, you're not going to be thinking about that cool couch you had. You're going to be thinking about the people you met yeah. and the experiences you had. Um, I've had to remind him of that little speech throughout my life when he was like, hey man, you're kind of... Just, um, I don't know if I can swear on this. Yeah, go ahead, man. We had we had Ben and Janae from Forgotten Roads on. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you're good. Yeah, he's like you're just getting, like fucking off all the time, and so yeah. um, and I have I had to remind him. Like, hey, Dad,
0: remember that speech? I actually, he, gave he didn't me?
1: Say, he didn't say it that way because he's like a Baptist pastor. But yeah, yeah, but it came across yes. that way. Yeah.
0: So so, you did do the traveling rather than settle down, buy a house, everything like right. that. Yes. So where where were some of your travels?
1: Um, I spent. Almost two years in China um, when I was like in my late twenties, I just wanted to travel somewhere I'd never been or yeah. ex- had an experience, have an experience with a culture I've never been to. Um, and I volunteered there and uh, did some grant writing, um, built some schools for the minority people that were living on this island in the southern part of China. And then I was an actor in a Chinese miniseries. No school. way! Uh, what? I what was the
0: miniseries? And is it on? <laughs> It, can I we find could, it anywhere? I think you
1: can find it. Uh, my brother-in-law helped me find it a long time ago. I was, it was so kind of ratchet that whenever I found it the first time, that it wasn't actually on um, DVDs, it was on VCDs. Nice. And so you had, like fast forward, <laughs> yeah. but I was, you know, I was just like the bad white guy who That's blew awesome. up at the end, and um, yeah, I died with my eyes open. And uh, they yeah. they gave you no honor. Met. Well, you know, they were really happy with how I died. So um, <laughs> they were they happy blew, with it. They blew me in with a grenade. And um, um, while I was there, I was not allowed to, after the first few times uh, taking the crew out, I wasn't allowed to drink with the crew anymore because they would like not come back to set or come back really late. So, <laughs> yeah. so you, you showed them a, a good time. Bigger, <laughs> I was a lot bigger <laughs> yeah. than a lot of those guys. And, you know, the, the beer that I was drinking over there was like, uh, I don't know, 4.5%. And so, you know, you were throwing them back. They know, how to, they, they, know, they know how to go out and have a good time, but they weren't used to someone who could drink as much as me. Because I outweighed like, a lot of them by like 100 pounds. And, That's crazy. But you still did know higher gravity beers. and so, Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, that was probably the coolest place I spent some time. Spent some time in Suriname, um, Ghana, West Africa. Yeah, I've
0: been to Ghana. Spent yeah, two weeks really, there.
1: Really love Ghana. Um, That's a fantastic place. culture. Oh, so. it's amazing. And then, uh, yeah, Norway and... Amsterdam and places like that. So yeah, I I have, there's still a lot of places that are on my list that I haven't, you know, got to go. But, yeah, what, um, what's your uh, what's
0: your top place that you haven't got to go that you're, once COVID passes, that you're just chomping at the bit to go? If money wasn't an issue and they said, Jamie, here's your plane tickets, where are you going?
1: I think I would like to go back to Africa uh, and explore that some more. I've got to spend a good amount of time in South America, um, Africa, um, New Zealand, um, and uh, I have some family that live in the Czech Republic that I've never visited. Oh, nice. And so um, they're always inviting me to come over and hang out. And I, I need to go hang out there. Yeah, so. that's
0: awesome. Yeah. I mean, so that's kind of crazy just kind of thinking about where you have family in the world. Like usually most people, it's like, oh, hey, I got a, I got a brother that's <laughs> in a different state. Yeah. And, you, and you have family, you know, it's Scotland, England, Czech Republic. I mean, it's, they're kind of spread out all over the place. I mean, was that kind of sort of on purpose, or is it just, you know, because you said your father was, like, a a minister, so was it, like, through Mm -hmm. missionary work that people kind of left where they were and went to these different places, or?
1: Yeah, I kind of come from a line of uh, people who who did some mission work, and then when my grandmother, uh, when my grandfather died, uh, my namesake, uh, she remarried a uh, Czech guy. um, Okay. And and, uh, his family lives, like, in the Prague area and uh, some places around there, so... Um, it's kind of like my step, my step uncles, yeah, yeah, and cousins. You know, like, um, so they're not blood related, but uh, we kept still in contact. Family. Yeah, and still family. And and uh, so yeah, one thought. Want to go? You know, hopefully, once all this over, uh, I'd love to go visit them.
0: That's awesome, man. That's so killer. I mean, again, your legend just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> Didn't know any of this about you, man. This is this is beyond fantastic. Didn't have any of those questions written down. <laughs> I was just off the cuff with them, so. So that's great so obviously you went from this from graduating college uh to being in this you know marine kind of thing where you were in the north sea with a bunch of people traveling doing all this other stuff like that how did
1: you end up in sales and marketing because
0: <laughs> that's where that's what you're doing now right you would yes, southern pines you yes, your sales and yes. marketing director
1: yes i'm the director of sales and marketing for southern pines um, gosh, I've been with them for five and a half years, um, kind of towards, So basically
0: since the beginning.
1: Yeah, um, I think I got there a, kind of a year after they had uh, started, you know, so mm-hmm. not too far into it. Um, now I believe I'm the, uh, second, uh, longest tenured employee. Our head brewer, Pete, uh, was there before I was, and, you know, of course our owner, Micah, has been there from day one. I... Went back to grad school, NC State, to get my Wolfpack. master's um, in GIS, and started working at a bottle shop in Five Points, and um, started ordering beer for them pretty quickly. Um, just because I was from Asheville, they were like, oh, you know a lot of you like beer. You know everything about beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sure. And absolutely, absolutely. I, I, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great education, but one of the first cakes that Southern Pines sold was up there... In Raleigh was to that bottle shop that I bought and so I always had that relationship with them I thought they made even from day one when they definitely didn't have things you know figured out or even having a a real type of QC program the beer was clean I was impressed by that they made like that hybrid uh, duck coat cream that was the first thing I ever tried from them not a super easy beer to make you can't really hide behind anything and I felt like they nailed that for, you know, they were bringing it up in a, in a growler that was flat or whatever. I could, I could see that they were doing something cool. Really got along with those guys. And so when I decided to not pursue my masters in GIS, and, what uh, it now, for, for the
0: for the dumb people, me in particular,
1: what is GIS? Um, GIS is like uh, just like a mapping systems. You know.
0: Oh, okay. So, so if I went on the Guilford County GIS website, it tells me like who owns what and everything right. like that. Right. Okay, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. So that's. You can what can use was. that.
1: There's lots of different applications. It's used a lot in real estate, but also I was using it a lot um, when we're out. Uh, on the oceans kind of mapping the ocean floor gotcha um, so that's where that's kind, of kind of that where married idea into, came into to that. me okay i was you. trying to find a job where i wasn't on a boat all the time because i would be out to sea for you know five or ten weeks at a time holy cow um, some, especially as, in the north sea 20 yeah as Oof. long as 20 weeks at a time um and that'd be off for five or ten weeks and so um i was married um uh, during a lot most all that time actually and this is really stressful on the marriage for me being gone all the time. It yeah. sucks to be the person that's home. And so I decided I wanted to be able to kind of use my skills that I had developed to maybe do something on land. And yep. I had this idea to go back to grad school. But, uh, you know, craft beer kind of found me, I guess. And I decided I would rather do this than work in an office or, um, yeah. And I, uh, I'm i happy I did it. But it was definitely, I, my, my career could have gone either way and it yeah. wasn't something I was ever setting out to do but once i started um, meeting more people um in the north carolina beer industry particularly these guys it was a place i wanted to work for um i only ever talked to one other brewery you know starting out yeah um, so so when you were
0: so when you were going to school for your masters for the gis stuff were you just kind of working at that bottle shop just to kind of
1: yeah, I decided hey, X, I needed y, to make some money. Yeah, I needed to make some money. I could save and some And then that's kind of
0: where everything kind of started changing and kind of directing your path sort of towards the craft beer stuff?
1: Yeah, I was uh, in the shop um, and, and fairly, you know, I needed to make some money. And um, the owners there um, were awesome people, um, but they hadn't been in the craft beer, you know, business long, but they had a good idea there. And, um, you know, since then they've learned a lot more and, and, um, it was a good entry level for me, but they were also opening up another shop. And so very quickly I was running two bottle shops, mm. ordering all the beer for both and didn't, you know, working like 60 hours a week doing Holy that. Holy and, and going and, to school? And, and then I stopped going to school. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, am just going to this one or the one other year. year yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, I can come back to the school thing. I'm going to see where this goes for a second. Yeah. Um... Um, and then um, I decided to go back and work on the boat for a year. Okay. Um, so did they, that, con- they contact you?
0: Yeah, they've been kind of kinda... recruiting
1: me for a while. Um, th- there wasn't a whole lot of people at the time that were doing um, um, passive acoustic monitoring work, which is what I did where I listened for whales and dolphins mm-hmm. and knew how to do the... Uh, I, don't, I was kind of in on the ground floor when the technology just kind of moved. Gotcha. And so they came uh, looking for me. The place I was working at, they were like, hey, man, they had been paying me really, really well. Mm. (laughs) And they were just like, we can't really afford to, you know, we have two stores now, a lot of expenses, and, you know, we can't, essentially, we can't afford to have you. Um, And I was like, that's cool, you know. Um, And so I went and got a a job on the boat for like another year, and I was like, okay, it's time for me to come back home. Yeah. For real, and try to figure out what I want to do. And when I came back, that's when I contacted uh, Southern Pines uh, to see if they... Wanted to, someone to sell their beer in the Triangle. And they were like, we can't afford you, you know, because I was kind of asking for the money I was making on Correct, the boat. right. Not even, I was like, I'm going to take a 40% pay cut. And they're like, yeah, we can't afford that either, yeah. you know. So I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and work, like, straight commission for you until I sell enough beer, and then we can do that. So they put me on 20% commission right off the bat and kind of gave me these levels to hit. So I think at yeah. the time I got there... And this is like Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill. We were selling like six thousand dollars a month, you know, and that was with them making I think a delivery every every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing okay. They were kind of loading it up. Again, this is five and a half years ago. Um, there wasn't you know three hundred something breweries. breweries. Yeah. Um. You know, there was like a hundred and thirty at the time. Yep. And It wasn't as many in the Triangle. You know, all that. Yeah. And so, uh, bottle shops were exploding there. They're opening on every corner. It seemed like. And so they were like, hey, you know, when you hit, like, $15,000 in, in, a, in a month, then we'll, you know, give you, like, a base pay of this much. And then kind of just went up yeah, from it there. Yeah, and teared up from there. And, and teared it up, and they gave me, like, a generous bonus at each thing that kind of increased, too. Yep. And so, you know, after two years there, I was able to do, you know, I think, I don't know what I'm next. I think I eventually ended up hitting 85000 in a month. Wow. was kind of uh, how was. it? where they grow? were at,
0: about six grand a month.
1: Right. And you grew that
0: business to 85. I think we were
1: averaging 60 by the time we went to distribution. Yeah, that's
0: that's freaking phenomenal. That's probably better than the way they could have ever would have
1: thought. (laughs) And so, you know, I think it was a lot of the right things. Um, You know, I I think I picked the right brewery because it was someone that was consistent. Uh, We were really um, focused on trying to make a different beer every single month that we were canning. And at that time, there wasn't many breweries doing that. We kind of saw, like... People wanted the next new thing, yeah, and we yeah. were gonna, you know, we you were gonna. You guys got we were in, in early on that it. trend. Yeah, Yeah, we were gonna package it, and and uh, we were gonna put also. Um, we were one of the first uh, craft breweries I feel like in the state to put like, uh, you know, big fourteen percent stouts and sixteen ounce cans. Like a lot of people weren't doing stuff like that. That your drunken vigils? Yes, and that, that such drunken such vigils like the beer. third month I was working for them. We released that one, and that kind of put us on the map for those yeah. uh, all those accounts.
0: Get all them heads turning be like, yeah, yeah. We and they want were like, that. "What are you doing?" And yeah. so then
1: after that, it was kind of like people were stacking us, and um, it was very easy, you know. To I'd sit down on like a um, Monday morning, and and, and just start text people and email people and put together, you know, like forty-five thousand dollars worth of sales on yeah. like a Monday, you know, that's which is just insane. Yeah, that's it's unheard of. Even now, thinking about it, like that's insane, just because. You know, nowadays, people will order a case and maybe a Sixtal, you know, yep. when we release something. Yeah. Um, but there's other breweries that are getting stacked, and, you know, that, that, that has a shelf life, too. You of know? course. And uh, we kind of knew that and knew we needed to keep growing and being in more places and so. It was a great opportunity. And I felt like I hit the right brewery too. I couldn't have done that with yeah. Well, the brewery hit the meaning, right person. With yeah, because I mean, because yeah. I mean, you're really
0: personable too. Because that, that's the thing. I mean, anybody who spends two minutes talking to you, you're like, oh my god. I mean, I found my new best friend. Whether <laughs> whether he wants it or not, you're my new best friend. You know. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's it's easy to buy from people that you like. That's you know total, what I'm saying? Yes. Because if, you, if you're a jerk and you're a dick and you're like, hey, man, our stuff's the best. F all these other guys. Right. You need to buy from me. And they're going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pump the brakes there, hero. You know, I mean, I, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, charisma and personality. And, you know, sounds like you've been all over the world before you came to here. So you know how to deal with people and interact with people from all different walks and backgrounds and everything like that. So it makes sales just that much easier.
1: I try to approach it that way. And also I try to spend a lot of time, you know, um, making friends with other people in the business and, and, and learning from all these other great breweries we have in the Triangle. These OGs, you know, um, people at, like, uh, Lone Rider and Big Boss and mm-hmm. these original breweries in the Triangle, they welcome me with open arms and, you know, we're with this new brewery that's just getting off the ground and, you know, all those guys are always very open and, uh, to tell me and give me advice and I really valued that. I try to, you know, pay that forward but, I always looked at uh, anyone that's trying to make beer in this state. Um, I know that it's not easy but it's trying to sell it but um, I always looked at it as an opportunity and um, just to get to know people and to figure things out maybe help some other people out too. Yeah. The idea of talking shit about any other brewery is just to me it's just I don't know. I, don't, I, I think we're all on, we're, we're competing against the big guys right? Correct. Like we're competing yeah. against uh, AB and Miller and, and all these you know, much bigger and and we're fighting over this 15% or whatever that we're fighting over of the market. And if we can work together and be kind to each other, it's just going to make all our lives easier. Oh, 100%. I mean... And and people don't want to hear that too. If I were to walk around... Yeah, just talk bashing somebody else. It's like, man... I've had people do that about my brewery and I'm just like, you know... I. People don't like that. Yeah. And people don't like that type of negativity, and it doesn't it doesn't really help anyone really.
0: Exactly. Way. Exactly. I mean, it's not it, how I want to sell beer. Of course not. And I don't think anybody. I mean, wants to buy beer from somebody like that. You know, uh, jo- You know, jo- do you know Josh Burr Foothills, mm-hmm. rep? So he said uh, he was one of the first people we had in our podcast. Well he, he, he said that somebody told him he's like, hey, look, when the tide rises, all ships float. You know, all ships mm-hmm. rise basically. Yeah. And that's the way he kind of looks at everything. So hey, look, if I'm helping out. You know, another person like you said, you, people welcomed you in. They 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 gave you their experiences. Hey, this is what it's like in the in the triangle to sell beer here. Gave you some stuff, and you're trying to pass along for it too. I mean, if everybody, if, you know, everybody helps out everybody, everybody wins. I you mean, know? You know, and, and that's the cool thing about the craft beer community is because you don't see that. Like, if you were selling computers and I was selling computers, I'm not going to give you you know insight into how to sell computers, right? Because now you're taking away from my livelihood. But with the craft beer, I mean, there's so much to go around that it makes sense, and everybody seems to get along with everybody for the most part. Obviously, the there's a little yeah. outliers sure, here and there. Sure. but
1: No, I think, you know, uh, I think uh, it was Adam, um, Adam, Adam Eckhart from... Crank Arm. Crank Arm, you mm-hmm. know, one time described it as like or collaboration, cooperation, competition, yeah. kind of all all together, and hit uh, a word for it. Frenemies or
0: something like that. Yeah, but it, it, it was, was like, well
1: stated. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, where we all kind of know that no one's getting really rich off of this, uh, it, there is a little bit of a labor of love to it, but also, like, just be cool. Because if you are one of those breweries that's not being cool or whatever, uh, very quickly, you're gonna find yourself, you know, kind of isolated, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, 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 and at the end of the day, all that matters is that the liquid is good. And, and yeah, and people are enjoying
0: it. And I you know. think
1: when we're when we're when we're making good beer, or when I taste somebody else that's crushing it or doing something I've never seen before, that really challenges us and challenges me. You know, yeah. to to be like, okay, we need we need to get back to it. You know. Yeah. And we're all trying to impress each other at the end of the day. And, and really, you know, even when it doesn't, and we, we try a lot of stupid shit that doesn't always work, um, but we're trying to push the envelope a little bit, and not everyone gets that all the time, yeah. but it's fine. I mean, but some of the
0: stuff you guys yeah. do, you knock it out of the park, and then you yeah. stop making it, and I'm just like, ah! Oh. <laughs> like that Capri Sour. I'll never stop talking about that Capri Sour. Yeah, That was far and away, the first time I ever had it was like two or three years ago at Brewgaloo. I think it was the first time I ever met you. And I was like, oh, let me try this Capri Sour. You guys had like a quarter bale or something like that that you had me pouring at Brugaloo. I tried it. I was like, stop the press. I was like, (laughs) I found the best beer out of the thousands of beer that are here. And phenomenal. It's been my absolute favorite time. I think David actually ended up getting a keg here one time. Mm -hmm. And I probably drank about half of it myself. It was just that good. It's really hard
1: to put that beer out for distribution. Because it's tough because
0: of all the fruit and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, we, in we it add all the
1: fruit after fermentation, so, you know, it's just going to... Yeah, you don't want exploding not, cans. Right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, we'll never can that. And, what, yeah. you know, we'll try to send out a uh, 6 year every now and then. But it's a lot harder when you're, like, doing, using the three-tier system. You don't know how that keg's going to get there, you know.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, so,
0: one thing, you know, we're, we're friends on Facebook. We're Facebook friends, so yeah. we're official. Um <laughs> The one thing that I enjoy and kind of always often wondered, you know, with seeing your Facebook posts is you have a very eclectic taste in music <laughs> and it's awesome. So where, where did that love of music kind of come from? You know, because obviously it, it's from, you know, don't, don't, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you grew up in a very... Um, Christian Baptist focus thing where usually outside music you know because I grew up in a Christian household and it was like whoa you're bringing Metallica
1: into the house whoa what are you doing here It's like the devil's coming through the music so kind of how did that I mean I think maybe it was a little bit uh, a reaction to that a little bit but my my brother was uh, kind of into um hip-hop and rap music fairly early on i remember we kind of used to sneak around to listen to it a little bit and so i kind of always liked that stuff and i think i would say that he really uh, introduced me to it and then as i got older um i played a lot of ball i guess uh like from the time i was in we're gonna get into that from the time I was in like um,
0: that's money by the way <laughs> this wow. is
1: this is a cool beer so this is called Smart and Well Culture which is uh, is a, a, a collaboration we did with Culture Coffee um, in Fayetteville it's an African American owned uh, uh, coffee spot just up in this guy was in the military with Micah yeah. I guess he was a staff sergeant um, yeah. and uh, they make some really cool coffee but they're Their whole thing is, too, like, all the different coffees they make have a story. Yeah, that's awesome. And so they have, you know, they have, like, a, uh, from different cultures, too, not just uh, black culture, um, but also they're trying to highlight, you know, kind of more radical thinkers uh, around the world, so they have, like, you know, Martin Luther King and a Mm. I thought it was. They had a Fannie Lou Hamer coffee and a Michael Mack's coffee. You know, this That's is also awesome. the maple on do, that is just it's yes. perfect. So this is a this is a maple roasted brown ale. Wow, six point two percent. Micah's super smooth. Micah, our owner and the guy that comes up with all our recipes and does everything at the brewery, um, he's really really uh, into in, into flavors, but also making sure if I'm picking a coffee for a beer, he'll taste it out talk about it think about it a lot yeah and, and this beer we're really happy with how it turned out it's something we may try to do that is later really on. really good but yeah they're, they're really cool people um i think if you just google like culture coffee Fayetteville they don't have a, a brick and mortar shop yet but uh we love to do collaborations yeah um the very first one that i uh poured you was a collaboration we did with, with dirtbag dirt bag. And, uh, if you ever get a Tito on, I highly recommend him. Awesome. Yeah. Really interesting, very esoteric about what he does as well. Um, they're kind of like, you know, they're in the same book we are with our distributor in Fayetteville. Um, just super nice guy. Again, someone Mm -hmm. that, you know, they were, they opened up around the same time we did. and, And he's given me a lot of cool advice and always been, you know, super, super warm and friendly and Every time i've ever met him and so getting to hang out with him a little bit more and do this collaboration was that's great. awesome
0: sorry started to derail you but no. i tasted it and i was no, just like no, Whoa, wow that is that is fantastic
1: i'm just pouring stuff and yeah so.
0: man I, I, well I, we definitely appreciate that so your love of music right so like you said so your brother your older brother kind of kind of got you sort of into it kind of snuck some stuff into the house you know yeah. some things and you would listen to it without mom and dad saying. but i think now i mean it's it's so funny because like I don't want to be stereotypical but it's like you, you look at you and like that's the last thing you think is like man this dude's a big rasta right he loves like the rasta and like the reggae and all the other stuff like that i mean but it's so cool because it, it breaks down stereotypes it breaks down barriers and i mean i do I, you, you'll post some stuff i listen to it and be like dang man that, that is freaking banging man jamie's got some good taste in music i wonder where that came from because like you said I'll, i mean kind of growing up in asheville
1: and I think that it, was probably more than anything where it came from. You know, I was able to, because I was, like, traveling to play ball, uh, playing some basketball and stuff of like that, I was able to hear, like, different types of music I wouldn't have, um, you know, and, and we always had people coming through. My parents know people from all over the world, and just hearing, getting to hear some world music, you know, growing up um, was really cool, and so uh, I think I was always kind of looking for something that was just uh, really pleasing. and um, when I was working at this uh, place in Nashville, right out of college, I remember this guy is still one of my best friends. He um, used to say, you know, there's like two types of music right. in the world: there's good music and bad music, and like most, it was so pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so you should kind of open yourself up to a good n- way to look new at stuff. Yeah. And, and, and at that time, you know, this is like uh, late '90s, early 2000s in Nashville. Just the amount of crazy like acts that were always coming through. Yeah. We had like five great music venues there. Um, and this was pre-Orange peel stuff too I oh, it was before the Orange yeah. peel, then and, and just you know people always made it a point to stop there because like the vibe was nice and um, there was some great music in Asheville uh, definitely traveled a lot but yeah I always like wanted to uh, experience stuff and I try not to get stuck with just one genre all the time you know yeah. I mean hip hop is kind of like what I like the most but yeah I, I'm, I'm into during COVID you know I've been listening to basically like instrumental stuff, you mm-hmm. know, um, hearing lyrics during this time is not very soothing to me. And so just trying to like find some music, that vibes. Yeah.
0: You know? Um, but not so much like club music, right? Just, it was, is it no, more just kind of like DJ I mean, type stuff or is it like, Hey, actual full bands just doing kind of instrumentals or,
1: I mean, you know, I was a rave kid for a second there, yep. you mm-hmm. know, and I still like electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has its place, and it's great, but uh, definitely something a lot more soothing. So, yeah. you know, some, like Crudenben during this time has been something I've really been into. Um, you know, Rodrigo, Gabriel, um, and then, yeah, just like some, a lot of like 1972 to like 1978, like funk and soul, you know? Yeah. Yeah. like Stuff like that's just really, really beautiful and yeah. soothing and hopeful. Stuff that you can
0: feel the soul of the music in. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, obviously, you said, you know, 2020, COVID, you have your certain things. Mm-hmm. You become quite the horticulturalist, <laughs> if that's even the correct word. I know you said not to call you a horticulturist, but <laughs> you, you've taken into gardening. Yeah. Um, and is that more for like, uh, hey, I'm just trying to burn off some stress and kind of do something to relax myself or is it you accidentally kind of got into it and now you have a million pepper
1: plants (laughs) i don't really know you know my my sister always had a green thumb um and my brother-in-law as well and that's who i live with now and so they always had a garden and i was like "Uh," you know they were both gonna be very busy yep and i was like you know i'm not doing anything right now I, i was furloughed for four and a half months and so i was like i need something to do um, was pretty excited about it, and uh, just tr- tried to start like talking to the local farmers. Um, going to like, kind of one my one day to go out of the house was like to drive out to these like uh, farm stands, and yep. I would just talk, them up, checked out talk yeah. to all these you know yeah. dudes in overalls, and ask them like, how do you clone tomatoes and stuff like that. And then I started reading about it, and yeah, I got into it. It was really nice for me as a way to. I don't think the stress and the anxiety and everything else didn't hit me uh, during this time until way later. You know, mm. I think I think I definitely knew. I thought I think I was like trying to put off this kind of shared existential crisis that we're all going through. Yeah. Um, by doing that, and I'm really happy with it. It's something I never would have thought I would done. I uh, done. I don't have like a big attention span. Um, with my job, I'm traveling a lot. I going to say um,
0: you're, you're all over the place.
1: But it was nice for me to pour myself into it and to have to focus a little yeah. bit. And, and just do something kind of mindless like weeding, you know. Um, just to kind of wake up in the morning and, and smoke a bowl and put on some cool tunes and yeah. get out there and weed. And allow my brain to kind of start going somewhere else um, and start like... Um, yeah, trying to figure out the universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the <laughs> uh, was, thing is, the and, crazy and, part and, is, and being in the, have my face and all the screen stuff. You
0: that's know? awesome. Because my my wife loves to garden. She loves to garden, right? And she'll say the same thing. She's like, man, there's just something about getting out there and pulling the weeds and tending to it and being like, man, look what I grew. Right, it's just I, I've never gotten that. I'm just like, oh my god, yard work. I'm like, all right, fine. How fast can we blow through this? And she's yeah. like, I'm just taking my time doing it. You know, laying it out just right, putting cardboard down so the weeds don't grow up, and then pine straw. Yeah. And how oh, you are gonna plant cucumbers, and we're gonna make you know, refrigerator pickles, and we're gonna do tomatoes and all this other stuff like that. And there was one year we did peppers, like green and red pepper plants, and. I kept picking when she was like, I was like, when do these things stop? Like, It's like wintertime. She's like, they don't stop if you keep picking them. She's like, you gotta let them die on the vine. And that's what tells the plant, okay, stop producing peppers. So, I mean, I had freezers full of peppers. and It was insane. We but, let the frost do it. For yeah, well, you're still picking them. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's nuts. Because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I, don't know. I was I'm like, like when man, do when do these stuff? things yeah. stop? I mean, and they don't. So, that's the crazy part. But the one thing that uh, she, she would always plant, and I absolutely love because I'm an Italian and I'm just a freak for pesto, Because oh, I love nice. basil. God, All I love right. Basil. Uh, so, that was always one thing. I'm like, oh, hey, if you're gonna plant, make sure you can do some basil, so I can like get some fresh, you know, basil out of the garden. You know, put it in the pasta dishes and you know, grind it up and make my own pesto. And then you can freeze it, make your own yeah. pesto, put it in your ice cube trays, oh, yeah. put it in the freezer, and then when you make pasta, you crack one or two out, drop them in, oh, the, awesome. in the hot pasta, and then the pesto just go. I mean, so. You're that's welcome. Great, yeah. And everybody else, you're welcome. A <laughs> uh, little life hack.
1: Yeah, life hack number thirty-three. That's awesome. So are awesome. Oh, Sorry, into gardening now or I no? Definitely right. not. Definitely not. Yeah, it was never um, heard for me. I don't. You know, I, I started read. I read some like, uh, I read this book called Breading Sweetgrass. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like Native American wisdom um, that was kind of intertwined with like science oh, yeah. uh, about like horticulture. You know, and that really, I was reading that kind of while I was kind of starting this. And it kind of made it even more of this kind of, like, esoteric, like, you know, trying to be intentional and conscious and just slowing down, right? Like, we've all been going so hard. Oh, yeah. Forever. And just to have, like, a little time to take a breath. Yeah. And if I'm going to do that, like, I want to do something that's, you know, kind of Something that's meaningful to you. And I have my hands in the dirt. Yeah. Kind of like being that close to nature and and all that. And I've always been into that, you know, growing up a hippie in Asheville but... Um, it was really nice to kind of get back to it and I think it's going to be part of my life forever. But that's awesome. I am by no means. People are always like asking me, you know, how <laughs> hey, like, do I do this or advice. whatever and, you know. Jimmy, I, so do
0: I, do I plant it, my broccoli now yeah. or do I
1: wait? <laughs> Broccoli's a cold weather crop. Yeah. It, it was definitely like a tongue in cheek, you know, like, yeah. you know, uh, online persona, like calling me a culture. Yes, kid. that's why I did uh, it. <laughs> but it, 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 I, I don't expect anyone to actually, you know, uh, I like to take uh, pretty pictures of plants to Yes. You know, Fun, but uh, yeah, it's gonna uh, always gonna be something I'm doing, and I've enjoyed it. Well, know.
0: that's awesome. I mean, I think so. the one of the silver linings, you know, of you know of 2020. Uh, I mean, I've I've been I've been working. I never stopped working. They right. are, are my job considered me essential. So sure, uh, I've been going, 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 right. going, and nonstop. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the silver linings of 2020 is is is, is it, it it made people stop, slow down, right. take a breath. Kind of rethink. Hey, what's really important in this life? Mm -hmm. Kind of like what your dad told you, you know, years ago. Like, hey, look. Do you want to settle down or do you want to travel? Right? Do you want to go a million miles an hour and work, 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 and say at the end of your life, man, that was a really great couch, or man, Uh, I traveled the world. Yeah, I
1: met people and developed relationships. Yeah.
0: So I think that this has really started to kind of force people into, hey, take a break, you know. And then, like you said, you'll you'll for the rest of your life, you'll probably garden. Yeah, I think right? so. I yeah, think I mean, so. it's, it's yeah. one of those cool things that you probably never would have done yeah. that otherwise. And, and I don't let want me tell you, probably you probably like, you know,
1: I, I do feel like incredibly, like, lucky and privileged that I can take four and a half months off, right? I realize a lot of people like yourself yeah. couldn't do that or people just weren't in the position. So that, just, you know, having that opportunity, I, I definitely tried to be so grateful and it's like, if I'm going to have this time off, I'm not saying I didn't, like, sleep in until... Of course you know, one o'clock some days, but I, I tried to be like, if I'm going to have this time, you know, it'd be cool to learn how to do something I've never done before. Mm-hmm. I'm 45 years old. I've never really learned how to cook, you know, no day, about like, 20. I've bro. had like people who've just like taken care of me my whole life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm this kind of like this, you know, grown man who doesn't know how to garden or cook or anything. I was like, I need to learn some, like, some of these skills, you know? Yeah. Like, there's only so long you can get by on your charm And it's just sad. Well, no,
0: it's true. I mean, and I think gardening is, is one of those things that it's kind of like a like a forgotten art. Like, like my mom, like, growing I grew up in Connecticut, and she she always had a garden. Yeah. Our neighbors had a garden. We would always used to run next door as kids. he would have the big rhubarb stalks. And we're like, oh, can we get some rhubarb? And I think, you know, it was one of those ways that it's like, hey, you kind of got to know your neighbors. Because cool. it was like, hey, I have extra, a bag full of tomatoes. Go run them over to the person three houses down, and oh, he had a bunch of cucumbers, so hey, here's tomatoes, oh hey, here's cucumbers, yeah. and you, you you got to know your neighbors, and totally. people talked, and like, hey, what's working for you, what's not working for you, and I think kind of my generation, and your generation, we've kind of sort of gotten away from that, where it's just like, hey, I'm in the supermarket, yeah. and you don't really talk to your neighbors anymore, and it's just like, there's, there's that guy, but you know, he's kind of loud, that's all I really know about him, he plays music you know, really loud at night, but I mean you don't really have that kind of thing and you know and I've, I've said it before I've said it a bunch of times I'm like look if people just turn off their phones and turn off their internet and their TV and they get outside and talk to people mm-hmm. you get a whole different one you get a whole different perspective on life and two I mean it's never nothing's ever as bad as it seems right you know I mean so it's, it's totally true it's, it's weird that it's like it almost seems like it's almost one generation removed right. from gardening yeah and you know, being in tune with the, with the earth and getting your hands in the ground, and people kind of m- miss that whole thing. Like I said, my, my wife, that's what she she loves. That she's like, man, it's just the something about getting the dirt under my nails and working the ground and seeing something being produced because yeah. of the toil and stuff like that. So
1: totally. I mean, you know, I think there was a whole as a country, like a move to the suburbs in the 80s and 90s, and mm-hmm. suddenly all those resources that went into growing, you know, food went yeah. into like like growing grass and cutting it yeah. and, and 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 i think that we we've, we've also just kind of you know with technology and everything else we just kind of used it to kind of really get in our own silos yeah streamline and, everything yeah. And, hey i don't really
0: need to do this but, or hey my life's easier now because mm-hmm. i don't have to get out there and
1: toil the garden and pull the weeds and now sure. that's just
0: laborious and i don't want to do it so right yeah it makes sense
1: no I've, I've enjoyed it it's been good to do it again but also like uh, and I would like to get like a bigger property, and you know maybe end up doing, doing that. But I realize just how hard it is. Yeah. It's, a lot of hard work. it's not
0: easy. Yeah. It's definitely not easy. I mean, so when yeah. you it gives you a di- whole different appreciation for the farmers and stuff mm-hmm. out there that actually do it day in and day out. So, cool, man. I know you kind of touched on this before, but I actually wrote this down. Uh, you played basketball. Yeah. You were a baller.
1: Yeah, way back in the day.
0: <laughs> One, do you still play? Mm-mm. No.
1: I it. just do not have my ankles. Uh, I just don't have. Uh, I don't actually have sockets anymore <laughs> <laughs> really one of my ankles. Yeah, and so, is that from basketball? I, I think so. Yeah, just playing yeah. so much. I think, I think you know I probably have like a little bit of a degenerative bone thing going on too. But but just I, I would like get back out there with the an cast on too many times and gotcha. You know I played until my mid thirties. Barely regularly, and then I just can't do it anymore. Gotcha. You know, you know, so I, I can barely, you know, I have trouble getting around a lot of times
0: now. Gotcha. So, so when you were younger, was it like AAU ball, or is just like, hey, I, we travel with the YMCA? Yeah, I played or, some
1: AAU. Um, I played for a really small. You know, I wasn't a great basketball player, but I, I was really, really into it. It was the thing. Yeah. Kind of like um, that. I kind of threw myself into, and was really focused, and that's kind of what I've done yeah. for the rest of my life. That kind of taught me, like, hey, if you really want to be good at something, you have to practice a lot, you have to commit yourself to it, and you have to be like go all focused in. on it, yeah, um, and be disciplined with it. And so, yeah. I think it was valuable for that. But um, I, uh, you know, I played at a very small private school in Hendersonville, um, and you know, I was first team all state. There you go. It was like. But it was, you know, in a small, it was a big Shh, fish in a little, that. little pond. and hey, I got to play matter. against some good ballers, you know, yeah. growing up and going to camps and all that. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast today that had Shimon Williams on it. We played at Carolina, and I played yep. against him, you know, in AAU ball back in the day. That's awesome. Um, so, AAU doesn't
0: sound like it's changed as much as my middle son plays AAU <laughs> ball,
1: and we went to a tournament this changed, past – It's changed a thousand percent. Has it? Because, yes. like,
0: we went to a tournament this past weekend uh, in Rock Hill, and these were supposedly eighth and ninth graders, and these right. were grown-ass men on the damn court. Yeah. I mean like you got tattoos on I mean, oh, these kids yeah, yeah. beards I'm like there is no way in hell this dude is eighth and ninth grade supposedly 13 and 14 years old they're dunking yeah. I'm like what I mean like has has kids grown since you know my you know because like when I was 13 and 14 I mean there ain't nobody who's six foot tall and these kids are all like six four six five and I'm like this is insane and we played against the kid I was talking to one of the parents and they're like oh yeah that kid right there he's already like Rate ranked in the you know top 25 for for baseball, yeah. and he throws 92 miles an hour, and he's 14 years old. I'm like there's no way in hell that kid's 14 years old. He is ripped. I was like that kid has gone through puberty then and then and back. Yeah,
1: I was you know I was. I was so like, was it kind of uh, like that when you yeah, were playing into AU no, ball yeah, too? Yeah, totally like that. I mean, really? I mean, okay. I was like a I was like you know a six one one sixty point guard, uh, and then I had to play against at what Jeff. nine. No, no, no. Yeah, how old were you, though? No, no, this is when I was, like, this was this was when I was a sophomore in high school. Okay, yeah, that and makes so, a little more sense. Yeah, and so, but, you know, but I'm playing against, like, like I played against, like, Jeff McGinnis, you know, who went to, like, West Charlotte mm-hmm. and uh, went to some camps with him. And he's, like, 6'4", you know, a thousand times more athletic, but also, like, really smarter than I was at the game. Mm. And, like, you know, like, Rashid Wallace, 6'11". Yeah. Like, had the had the like a uh, hundred and ten million dollar record in Philly high school sports, you know, at you know, at six eleven and can yeah, do everything pretty easy. Like, <laughs> like all that stuff. And so I realized real fast it's like, okay, okay. Like I got some small college offers, uh, to play at some junior colleges.
0: Yeah, but that's like, awesome. Yeah. That's more than most people can can ask
1: for. I mean even Juco, I mean JUCO yeah, even nowadays is yeah.
0: is still a really good hey, look, I mean, you're still going to get a college education. Yeah. You know I mean, and, You know, there's
1: some people that, like, like, Ravard College and uh, who ended up going to, like, Clemson or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that, I, that that path wasn't there for me. Like, yeah. I just knew, like, you know, I, I played there, I played enough camps and everything where I was like, this isn't really, like. Kind uh, of see the competition that's around yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, where do I, I measure mean, up? I mean, what's the end game here for me? Yeah. And I, I love playing. And I was like, i oh, always play. So, I, you know, where I went to school, I played, like, intramural. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. You yeah, you were good with that. And it's kind of funny like my comp- my competitiveness kind of waned too really like uh, well, after I got in uh, after by the time I was out of college I just was cuz I was so competitive when I was younger mm-hmm. to the point where I was kind of a dick about it, you know. Yeah. Like I was so nice off the court but also on the core, so, you know, I, I mean talked, it's that killer I instinct, man. The whole time yeah. and all that and and and, and it was really like, what's the point? Of, you know, kind of yeah. what's the point of this? Like, but if you
0: talk to a lot of professional athletes, they they say that's kind of how you have to be, especially good right. football. Well, that's right. what
1: I thought I had to be, you know. Um, but I always enjoyed, I always enjoyed playing. I enjoyed the teamwork of basketball. I was probably a better soccer player, but hmm. never really, you know, pursued that as much. But um, I, I, I miss, you know, and I still miss sports. Like, I mean, it was a big part of my yeah. growing up, and I'm still competitive about things. But again. Now I've gotten older and a little bit more yeah, mellowed thing, out. Things to tend to the mellow out. Yeah, the competitiveness is like, I want to beat you, but also, like, I can still not be mean to you or, right. what, you know, whatever. Right. Like, but I'm yeah. still going to beat you. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just won't be mean to
1: you about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Um, do you have a favorite basketball team? Or do Um, you follow basketball? I mean, I'm a UNC
1: fan. Yeah. Uh, You know, when I was growing up, you had to kind of choose. uh, This is, you know, I'm old. So, uh, at that time, it was like uh, NC State. Yeah. NC State and UNC uh, were the teens, you know, to... Duke was kind of having a lull during that time, and then you know, quickly that that, that changed. That changed, <laughs> yeah. you know, by the time I was in high school, that changed. But yeah. really, how I had two, you know, TNT and t- so my older brother was a UNC fan. Mm. Um, you know, I remember the fact I got the, the first basketball game I remember was like uh Sam Perkins playing uh Ralph Sampson. Oh, wow, you know, like on our grainy television, yeah. you know,
0: had to hold the rabbit in rabbit ear antennas yeah, just yeah, right oh, to yeah, get we, it we in. We were way out, like, yeah, man,
1: or put our, the tinfoil on it. We them. were way out in Candler, you know, so. <laughs> like our, our property is bordered by the Pisgah National Forest. Oh wow! And the ABC Tower was right there, you know, for the ABC broadcast. Uh, broadcast. Yep. there was no cable out there, and uh, but it was on NBC, and so we'd have to, yeah, wiggle it just right.
0: Have your brother uh, hold it. And be like, don't move. Yeah, yeah. don't and
1: move. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a college basketball fan. NBA, I get into. I like Carolina guys, but also like I, I like styles of play. So. Any team that kind of moves the ball around and plays a pretty game, That's what I like.
0: Do you do anything with football, or is it mainly just basketball? No, I didn't play any football.
1: Like gotcha. I went to, I went to, a, like I said, I went to a small private school. We yep. didn't have a football team. Gotcha. Um, so I never played. I never played any football. What about, yeah. about
0: now? Do you have a favorite team for football now? Or
1: I am a Panthers fan. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Right on. Yeah.
0: Sweet. All right. Uh, what's the most important thing people should know about you? <laughs> I know it's kind of a loaded question, but.
1: I guess, you know, the most important thing, I guess, that we should all uh, know about each other is that I'm a work in progress, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think, uh, we can all have our bad days, right, but I think I have good intentions, um, and I think, yeah, I think that's it. It's like, I'm a human, and I'm a work in progress. It depends on when you catch me, but I think I'm trying to do the right thing, uh, I I have a big degree of empathy for other people, um, and I'm a pretty optimistic person. You know, yeah. even when it's not easy to be optimistic.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's <laughs> quite accurate. Because I, mean, I don't yeah. think I've ever been around you. The times that I've been around you, that you, you haven't been optimistic, and yeah. you know, empathy is, is a big thing. I mean. It's one of the, you asked my wife is the biggest thing that I lack is empathy apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you know that's that that's awesome I mean, I, I I'm can, not, And I'm
1: not always empathetic. You know that's yeah. that's the that's the dichotomy of being human, right? Of being it's human, like, right?
0: That's why pencils it, have erasers, right? Cuz everybody <laughs> makes
1: mistakes. Totally. You know, but but I strive for I strive for that and I strive for so for kindness and empathy. And I, I think you know like apart from that, I mean um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a whole lot else that you need to know about me, except yeah. that I'm, you know, I'm earnestly trying to be cool to people. And yeah. Trying to, no matter where, you know, no matter what anyone is, I walk into an account, I'm gonna try to treat the bartender just as good as I treat the owner. Yeah. I'm gonna try to treat anyone. I, I don't. I try to treat everyone exactly the same, everywhere I go. Yeah. And, and I think that's like, that's and really important. I mean, hundred percent. Right, like I think people the, are just people, and to I don't. You know, I'm very egalitarian about how I treat everyone. That's you know? great.
0: I think if more people thought that way, this world would be a lot better off. Yeah. You know, than thinking, hey, I'm better than you, so I'm going to step all over you to get where I want to get to.
1: <laughs> I, I remember uh, my grandfather told someone watching my grandfather... Uh, and he was, they were like I don't like you very much and he was like I don't like myself very much and if you knew me you would like me even less because I'm a horrible person and the person was like oh yeah like so, wow okay yeah cuz your dose so of reality like, but I'm sorry like what did I do you know yeah. can I do something better you know but uh, like you know we uh, taking ourselves too seriously is just kind of ridiculous at this yeah. point i mean I feel like people are either kinda of in on the joke or they're not, you know, and, and, and it's all kinda of funny. Like, I feel like half my life I'm always <laughs> left out of the joke. <laughs> you gotta keep a sense of humor. Exactly. I mean if you yeah. can laugh at yourself you you're
0: you're ninety percent of the way there, so all right, two more questions, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end this here. This, this has been a lot of fun for me. I've gotten to know a lot more about you. You may think this is the worst thing you've ever done, and worse than water torture and everything hey, like that. Hey, well. we're
1: talking about my favorite subjects. It's me. Yeah. So it's okay.
0: <laughs> my my, free, my three favorite things in this world, me, yeah. myself, and
1: I. I always tell people, it's like, oh, I like the kind of things. I like the people that like the kind of things I like. Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: awesome. Um So obviously we're, we're coming, we're winding down. This podcast is obviously going to air, uh, sometime in 2021, probably January, 2021. Um, we're winding down 2020. What is the one thing you're, you're most looking forward to about 2021?
1: (laughs) I mean, I mean, honestly, I guess maybe there being, um, some type of, uh, vaccine but, but honestly I'm looking forward to the spring again, the plant. Uh I'm really not trying to look that far ahead, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to look you know, I'm looking forward to what's happening next week and I really am just trying not to live my life um too far in the future right now. Yeah. You know? That's smart. I like I think I think I spent my I spent all my twenties and half of my thirties living, you know, in aid to something that might happen eventually. And yep. I've tried to the nice thing about being like forty five or is, is like hey this is who I am this is what I'm doing and so I'm just trying to focus on that you know.
0: it's awesome that's great I think that's a great thing to great uh, way to look at things it's a good lens to, to, to focus things through and I think you know as like you said as we age I mean I'll be I just turned 39 so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there as well too things you know tend to start focusing of like hey what's really important in life Right. you know like you said in your 20s and 30s you, you chase certain things and you're like man this is what this is ultimate mm-hmm. and as you kind of Get older and mature and get wiser you start to realize hey man this is what's really yeah. kind of important and everything like that all right i know you said you haven't listened to our podcast but <laughs> you're going to i'm an asshole yeah so. no no you're fine nobody listens to it i mean i <laughs> we've had no downloads at all um nah? anything i'm just kidding oh, <laughs> we've geez. had plenty you're like damn what a jerk yeah <laughs> i'm just playing around um so I, I always i always ask one hard-hitting question that gets right to the core of the person Uh, It it breaks all types of barriers, stereotypes, everything like that, and just drills right to the heart of the person, (laughs) and I always like to ask it because people have said, hey, keep asking that question, so I'm going to. What is your favorite dinosaur? Uh,
1: Pterodactyl. Why? Because it's big and it flies, Like, like birds, like things that fly.
0: That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, the crazy part is, is like I went back and you know, because I'm that much of a nerd, I, I've listened to some of the other podcasts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the majority of people pick pterodactyl, which is crazy to me because like growing up, like I would have been like T Rex oh, yeah, or a yeah. brontosaurus yeah, or yeah, stegosaurus yeah. or triceratops. I think yeah. pterodactyl was like six
1: or seven oh, on totally, the list. Yeah, I think once you understand the value of flight, though, it's like. If I'm going to be something. I'll Bingo. Say.
0: Yeah. If I'm going to be something, I'm going to fly. That's
1: awesome. Because you're like, hey, if that, you
0: know. Yeah, if that thing's if that, coming that to meteors get me. coming down. Yeah, I'm, I'm air, going up.
1: I'm in the air. Or maybe I can fly around until it's okay or something else. See that? Wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs>
0: Wisdom comes with that age. Well, man, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for being out here, man, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for all the beers. Uh, we've been drinking on them. If you guys don't know... You need to know Southern Pines and Southern Pines, North Carolina. They have some killer beers. Find their stuff. If, you know, if, your, if your local bottle shop doesn't carry their stuff, ask for it. They can get it. They're distributed throughout the state.
1: Yes, we're in all 100 counties in North Carolina. Um, we're opening up a new tap room this week in you Southern go. Pines a plug be yeah
0: plug plug oh, I was just gonna say start plugging away where people can find you they want to know more about you and your music styles I mean they can learn it, get you know get in a different genre or you know if they want to see your uh, plant pictures and stuff like that I, I mean
1: you know uh, I guess I guess I'm not always for public consumption but I mean <laughs> uh, yeah I mean um, you know SouthernPinesBrewing.com. follow us on Instagram um, soap high brewing. Um, and then we're on Facebook on all the on all the platforms. Uh, we're opening up a new tap room with 30 taps in downtown Southern Pines. Um, this week we'll have uh, Drunken Vigils, Bourbon Barrel Aged, and German Chocolate Cake, Bourbon Barrel Aged, and Pineapple Thief. All out next month. That and Drunken
0: Vigils and that and that freaking uh, cake is unreal. Those are really,
1: those, those are, you know, on tap, those are two of the top beers in the stout of the category. Um, they do really well. Uh, if you see them, buy them. But uh, otherwise, yeah, just come uh, check us out. You ever see me out and about? Just walk up and say hi, you know. Um, I'm always I'm always happy to even meet new people. I had someone that uh, I saw at House of Hops in Raleigh. Uh, last week he's like man I'm I'm sorry but I'm just like I really love your beer and I know it's awkward for me to walk up and tell you that I really love that like we Anyone that's in the brewery business, we don't mind geeking out about our own beers yes. every now and then because Jamie, I love we your work beard. Really hard, so, yeah. I love
0: your beard. It's the first thing I noticed about you. <laughs> You've grown it out. It's grown since I've seen you last.
1: I was saying beer, but yes, yes, <laughs> beer and beard.
0: It's the same thing. Because yes. if you're talking about the beard, they're talking about you. And there's one thing we know you love. It's you. <laughs> You've already admitted that on here, so that's great. Yes, I love Southern Pines beer and Jamie's beard. Those are both great things. Uh, So, yeah, so if if you don't see it around locally, ask for it. They can get it. They're distributed everywhere. Uh, They have been awesome to us. Jamie's always been awesome to me. Uh, We enjoy their stuff and love their stuff. And I told him off mic, and I'll say (laughs) on mic, my absolute (laughs) all-time favorite Milk Stout is their Milk Stout. I always say it wrong, so how do you say it? Prioris. Prioris. Ask for the prioris Milk Stout. It'll change your life (laughs) for Milk Stouts. Absolute favorite. You, Drunken Vigils is killer. All their A lot of their stuff they make
1: is killer. If you see it, get it, you, you won't be disappointed. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. And, you know, um, I just want to let you know, like, that your positivity in this industry and everything means a lot to people. And you kind of, like, always being, like, there to just promote, like, our industry is something big for us. And, again, it's people who don't always, you know, it's, it's a hard road to plow sometimes when you're up against 327 other breweries. Plus another 1,000, you know, from out of state. But it's just nice to have you around and being positive all the time and doing that. So I appreciate the Yeah, work man, I,
0: I appreciate the kind yeah. words. Thank you so much. It's, it's always a lot of fun. I mean, I love getting together with people and just talking and getting to know the person because at the end of the day, that's all we are. We're, we're people. Yeah. You know, we're people going through this life. And <laughs> if we can go through this life with, with more people by our side, the better off we'll be. Totally. So that's the way I want to do it. And that's the way I, uh, I, I hope to do it. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, brother. Cheers. everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Check us out on Instagram at NC underscore beer underscore pride or on Facebook at NC Beer Pride. If you're liking what we do, you can check us out on Patreon. If you'd like to buy me a beer, patreon.com slash NC Beer Pride. If you're listening on iTunes, you'd be kind enough as to rate the episode that really helps us out a bunch as well too. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll check you guys out in the next one. Cheers, y'all.